Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made. We thank you, Lord, for your word that's light to our feet and a lamp to our path. And we thank you, Lord, for revealing what it is you would have us to learn today from you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 29, beginning in verse 1. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. By transgression, an evil man is snared, but the righteous sings and rejoices. The righteous considers the cause of the poor, but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. The bloodthirsty hate the blameless, but the upright seeks his well-being. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. A servant will not be corrected by mere words, for though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Bill, which proverb stood out to you today? Well, 
Um, I was thinking about verse 11. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Um, I don't really like the term fool, but um, this is a verse that I have had issues with in the past because I tend to always wear my feelings on my sleeve. And a lot of times I don't really even have to say anything, but people know exactly the way I'm feeling because of my, you know, my gestures, my acts, my, the face, facial expressions. And so I really like this verse, and this is something I'm continuing to work on. But it says, but a wise man holds them back. And that kind of reminds me of that verse in Proverbs that says, even a fool appears wise when he holds his tongue. In other words, when he keeps his mouth closed. And, and you know, hon, I don't really think people should know exactly how it is we're feeling. You know, so I mean, that's something that I know you have mentioned to me a number of times. And sometimes you get on me because I am so transparent in the way that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, it's, it's good to be truthful, to always tell the truth. But, um, you know, you need to act rather than react. I think that's what I'd like to say. And also, your words are so important that. It says we'll be held accountable for every word that we say. And that's, that's a scary thought, to think we would be accountable for every word that we say. I, I have to ask forgiveness sometimes for words that I say. I don't want to be held accountable for them. I don't want those used against me because um, it needs to line up with the Word of God. And it needs to edify other people. And, and our life needs to be praised to God. It does. So was there a particular verse that you would like to talk about today? I'd like to pick verse 16 today. It says, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. I think what we're seeing today and worldwide and in our society in particular is wickedness and transgression being carried out but it says the righteous will see their fall god wins in the end we're we're not going to fall and we just have to stay strong and the church needs to speak out and be strong too in these times and and we won't we will not be taken by all this ungodliness that's happening around us we just need to be aware of it and and stand against it and use the word of god against it too and the church needs to stand strong and not cave in or just not speak against it. I think that we just need to look at what the Bible says, and we just need to heed to what it says and follow it. Yeah, well, that goes along with verse 25, where it says the fear of man yes. brings a snare. Right. And, and hun, in today's society, people are so um, careful not to offend people. And sometimes people need to be offended. Because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and we need to, like you said, the church needs to speak out, and we need to let people know, you know, what the Word of God says, and we can't let people trample over us and the things that the Bible instructs us to do. But, hon, it's been five weeks since our last um, time together And I always look forward to the last Friday of every month because you come on. It's the only time all month you do come on. But 
it's such a blessing when you do come on because I always enjoy your perspective. But, Hun, what I'd like to ask you is what has happened over the last five weeks since we've met that you would like to share with the audience today? Well, um, we've had our first visitors and our friends and neighbors from Tulsa came to visit us. And <clears throat> that was a lot of fun to have somebody come and stay with us, actually stay in our home and, and uh, for us to get time to spend together. And that was taking them around and seeing things with uh, fresh eyes too and, and exploring this area because we're kind of new to this area ourselves. So it's fun to explore and find new things. Well, I know that uh, we got to play golf three times, and we went to a movie. We went out to eat a couple times. We went to uh, a state park, got to see uh, some wildlife and manatees. And, you know, they seemed to enjoy every aspect of it. We went out to see a sunset one day, which was really, really spectacular. That's one thing about Florida is the sunsets can really, really be neat especially if there's no clouds in the sky and you watch that sun go down into the water and just like submerge itself into the water, although it's not really in the water, but that's what it appears. So what did you enjoy doing most when uh, you were, when they were here? I think I just enjoy the fellowship, just time spent talking and well, we played some games together and cooked together and just just fellowshiped and you know when you get to know somebody better you get to know things that um you know personal things and you can i was happy to be able to pray with her and ask for her to pray for me about some things going on so just to know that you have a partnership there and that that people will think about you and and care for you and pray for you well, I know one of the things that I often talk about on this podcast, um, some of you listening today may not know, but I actually do this podcast Monday through Friday, but I often talk about the importance of having real close friendships, and it's hard to meet real friends, and these people in Tulsa, we actually got to know them over five years while we were in Tulsa, and they were our next-door neighbors so we got to see them, you know, quite a bit. And it took a while. I mean, you don't become friends unless you are purposeful. Just like if you want to know God, you have to open the scriptures up and read about him. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to get to know about him. And it's the same way with people. You really have to invest in them and spend time with them if you're truly going to become good friends. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I'm, I'm thinking that too, you know, we moved to a new area. We do have children close by, so that's a blessing. But as far as meeting friends, we have to put ourselves out there. <clears throat> like we started going to a church. Um, it's not really a denomination we ever went to before. It's uh, actually, it's a non-denominational, but it's a little bit different than what we were going to before. But um, we're really liking the church, like the pastor, and we decided we better attend a Sunday school class. We thought that might be a way to, to uh, get to know people better, smaller group of people, and we have. And then 
then there was, a, there was a small group within the Sunday school. So we went over to somebody's house and we played games and got to know these people better. And it's kind of fun of it, but they actually lived in Oklahoma for a while. So we found out we had some things in common. It just, like Bill says, it just takes time to develop these friendships. And I think it's really important, especially the older you get, because we have neighbors who are, uh, you know, don't have a mate or they're living alone. And it's, it's really important to form friendships. And I want to form friendships with the people around us who are alone because um, I just think it's important that we check on each other, that we pray for each other, we hold each other up, and, and that we just become um, just somebody that looks after other people in our life. I mean, we're here for a reason. We're here for a purpose. I don't think things happen randomly. And the people that are around us um, are significant, and, and we have a place in their lives. Well, we really do. And a lot of times, hon, we, uh, you know, we just finished uh, attending Kira's Bible College. And, you know, I mean, somebody can ask us, well, basically, what was the purpose of going there? And after going there two years, I've come to the realization, basically, that the material things in this world and I'm not going to say they're not important, because they are. I mean, I really enjoy our house. We have a lot of nice stuff, furniture and stuff like that. But friendships and people that you meet, those are the people that you really love. Even if they're not family, you can learn to love these people because you, I don't know, we're supposed to be more like Jesus. And that's one of the things we've learned. And if you're more like Jesus, Jesus loved people. I mean, that was evident throughout the Bible. If you read, you just know he had that flair about him, but everyone wanted to flock around Jesus because of his good-naturedness and just the way he was. Your thoughts on that? Yes, uh, Jesus did attract people to him because of his love, and that's what we have to do, show love to everyone. And I know I found opportunities this week Whenever um, somebody's mentioned something to me, and, and I know I don't have the answers. I, I'm not people's answer to a problem. I'm not a doctor. I, I'm not a psychologist. I can't fix things. But I can pray. And I know someone who knows them better than anyone in the world. He knows the numbers of hair, the hairs on their head, how many they have. He knows every single aspect about them. And I've, I've had the opportunity a couple of times this week to just say, let's just pray about this right now. And, and that's the way I feel. Whenever I sense a problem, sense something that someone's worried about, that's, I want that to be my first response. And I think that I was, I was raised up that way. My mother was like that. And Dad, they always prayed about things first. Always go to the Lord first. And then, you know, you might seek some other counsel or something after that. But that's, that's your knee-jerk reaction. You go to God. You don't say, oh, has it come to this? We have to pray about this, you know. Seek everybody else's advice and then pray. No, prayer is the first thing. And, and I think I've, I really feel blessed this week that I get to do that. And, and that's the way I want to be in my life, too, everything that comes up. Not to worry first. Not to, um, you know, think about what I'm going to get on the Internet and try to figure everything out. But I want to first, my knee-jerk reaction is to say, God, this is yours. I can't solve this problem. I can't take care of it on my own. I need your help. I need your guidance. 
and then go to the Word. I think that's the really important thing is to stand on the Word. Um, that's what it is for me. Well, I know in uh, the epistle of Peter, Peter sits there and says, place all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And, you know, and then Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. We are to put our trust in God. And I'm glad you mentioned that, that we should go to prayer first. That should be our automatic response, like you mentioned, but so many people do not do that. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, it, they wait till last resort and they'll go to a doctor before they go to Jesus in prayer. But the Bible tells us that we're supposed to already be healed. And you, we can, it can manifest in our bodies if we just lay hold of that. And, you know, I was thinking recently about in 3 John, only has one chapter, but in verse 2 it says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. God wants every one of us to be in good health and to walk that way all the time. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Right, and I think that when it gets from your head to your heart, then that's when things change and that's why standing on the Word is so important. It's why your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions have to be changed in order to line up with the Word of God. Oftentimes I say, body line up with my soul, and soul line up with my spirit, and with the Word of God that says, and repeat what it says, by His stripes, I am healed. So your body has to line up with your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and those have to line up with your spirit and the word of God that is all truth. And in the Bible it says, let God be true and every man a liar. The first thing we stand on is the word of God. Wow, and right now we are getting ready to head to Branson tomorrow, and I mentioned this at the end of last um, month's podcast, is that um, we were going to be going to Branson. We're actually heading out tomorrow but what are you looking forward to most about the coming week and spending time with your sisters and their husbands? My parents, many years ago, got some timeshares. And at the time, we all thought, oh, this is not a good investment. But it has literally gotten our families together, us and our families together, for I don't know how many years. How many years do you think it is? 15, uh, oh, 20? 20 at least. It's, it's been a lot. And every year we would coordinate our vacations and spend a week together. And it's been so important. And the kids were little and then they grew up. And now it's just me and my sisters and their husbands. And it's just a special time. Sometimes we have friends that come and join us too. Just a special time of, of relaxation and just celebrating this life that, that God gave us and the family he gave us, which is so, so important. Well, one of the things I'm looking forward to is at the Sight and Sound Theater, they're having Estheron this year. Oh, yeah. Last year, we went and saw Jesus, which was mm -hmm. absolutely <clears throat> phenomenal. And this year, we're going to have Esther. So I'm kind of looking forward to see how they have uh, Mordecai hang on the 75-foot scaffold, <laughs> what they do with that. So anyway, that should be a lot of fun. So anyway, um, that's what you guys have to look forward to um, on our next podcast, which will be October 27th. Please join us again. And this is our sixth monthly update. 
So if you have enjoyed this, I certainly invite you to go back to the previous five months and just look up Bill and Judy monthly update, and I'm going to be numbering them each time. So, hon, if you would, please close us in prayer and give any final thoughts that you have. Thank you, Father, for your word. Your word gives us light <clears throat> and life. We can't do without it. We seek it every day, our daily bread, and all of our provision comes from you. We thank you for that. Thank you for all your blessings this day and bless everyone who has listened to this podcast in a very special way today. And we thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. No. Friends, this is the weekend. Please find some time to spend time with your spouse this weekend and your kids. Let them know how much God loves them and how much you love them. Please rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.